Coming up this week, hear all about Rachel's trip to Walt Disney World. Welcome to this week's episode of To the Mouse and Back. So this week we are talking to Rachel, and no, I am not talking about myself in the third person. This is a different Rachel, but she did have a ton of fun, and I can't wait for you to hear about her trip. Um, If you've checked the episode length, you've probably seen that this is a bit of a supersized episode. Rachel and I just had so much fun talking that this turned into a pretty long episode. So to those of you with a lot of time to kill right now, congratulations, you've got a really long episode to keep you company. To those of you who like shorter episodes a little bit more, I invite you to find this setting on your podcast app to listen to this at one and a half or two times the normal speed to get through it a little bit faster. But it is a good episode. They had a great trip. So uh, I think it'll be worth it. And I hope you like it. Since this is a long episode, I won't spend a lot of time on the intro. I just want to do a quick reminder please reach out to me on Twitter or email if you ever want to chat about your trip or share any feedback on the show. Podcasting just feels really one-sided and some of you recently have connected with me, which I love. I love talking to listeners and just hearing about what you're doing with Disney. I mean, the entire reason I started this show is that I'm a huge Disney nerd and I just like talking about Disney World. So I just wanted to give a quick reminder to reach out. I love it. You can find me on Twitter at mouseandbackpod or you can email me at rachel, that's R-A-C-H-E-L, at tothemouseandback.com. So with that said, let's go ahead and listen to Rachel's Trip Report. Hey, Rachel, welcome to the show. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Fantastic name, by the way. (laughs) And a great spelling. Exactly. That's the thing. You spell it correctly. (laughs) So, well, it's definitely great to have you. I am very excited to hear about the trip that you have coming up. We are so excited to go on the trip, and I'm excited to tell you a little bit about it. Awesome. Well, before we jump into talking about the trip, tell me a little bit about what is your Disney history? So I was, um, I grew up going to Disney with my family. We went on family vacations with my parents and my sister, and then eventually we would go with my aunt and uncle, and we just absolutely loved the parks. Um, We used to stay at some of the Epcot resorts, the Beach Club, and the boardwalk. And so I always think of that as home. But um, since then, I've really had a lot of fun bringing my husband and torturing my husband um, (laughs) as on adult trips. So he he went to Disney, you know, as a kid, but he's not really enthusiastic about it as a grown up, especially before we had our daughter, Um, but he puts up with it for me. So we've gone together on a couple family trips, um, just the two of us before kids. And then we had my daughter and we've taken her once before she was um, just over 12 months when we took her last time. And now we're taking her on our second trip which is just the two of us. Um, It's going to be really fun. The last trip we took was with both sets of in-laws, which was great because we had lots of babysitters and lots of helping hands. (laughs) But this time it's just us. And I'm so excited to kind of take it at our own pace and figure out what our family's style is for doing Disney. Um, I loved, you know, experiencing it as a couple. And now I'm looking forward to experiencing it with kids because I and learning so much more about the parks as mom, it's totally different navigating it with little ones. So. Yeah. Well, and that's how you know they really love you when they let you be your type A self <laughs> and in, engage in your crazy Disney obsession. You know it is true love. Mm-hmm. That is the <laughs> truth. That is the test. 
So tell me a little bit about what is your planning style? Are you somebody who wants a whole lot of structure in your plans and have everything laid out in a spreadsheet? Are you somebody who wants to wake up in the morning and decide what you want to do that day? Where do you fall on that scale? I think I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, I definitely think I've been to Disney enough times that I know you need a plan. There's a lot to do there. And um, in order to really take advantage of everything, you have to approach the parks in a certain way. Um, so I do like going in with a plan. You know, I have a spreadsheet or a planning template that I use to kind of start the day. Normally, I plan the mornings um, up until lunch, and then the afternoons are a little bit looser. Um, but our two-year-old has definitely made things more go with the flow because they don't care that you necessarily have a plan <laughs> or a list of things to do. And so it's been fun to kind of experience that um, different way to approach Disney. And I think my husband appreciates that because he doesn't really like the plan either. Yeah. So it's not important to him to make it to everything on the list. And so he enjoys that we take midday breaks now and can kind of just experience it as we go. But I do think it's really important to go in knowing what's in the parks and what's available and what dining options appeal to you. Because I think the worst thing is being at the parks midday and starting to get tired or hangry or hot and just not really knowing what's around you. I think that that's the frustrating, the most frustrating thing about being in the parks. So yeah. my approach is over plan and kind of be informed on what's there. But then once you get there, sort of let go of expectations and just enjoy the trip. I think that's the perfect balance, especially like you said, when you have a toddler, you really can't be like, hi, sweetie, mommy has a fast pass reservation <laughs> for this later. So I get that you want to ride Winnie the Pooh right now, but it's not time to enjoy Winnie the Pooh. Like, you know, you have to, mm -hmm. you have to kind of go with the flow because it has to be fun for everybody too. Mm -hmm. And they surprise you. Like, I think I know what she's going to like, but really we will see if I have anticipated that correctly. Um, we actually took her last November when she was um, about a year and a half. And some of the things that she loved shocked me and some of the things she hated that I thought she would love. And so they really do keep you on your toes. Oh, for sure. Well, and even if, you know, you're going with the same people and you were just there six months ago, kids do this crazy thing where they change and, <laughs> and change. It's yeah. like and so you're like, Oh my goodness, she's going to love this so much because she was so enamored last time. And then you're going to do it and she's going to be terrified. And you're like, okay, mm -hmm. well let's, let's roll with it. Yep. <laughs> so, okay. So you mentioned that this is going to be just you and your husband. And how old is your daughter again? She will be two in about a month. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. And then how are you guys going to be getting there? We are flying. We have direct flights from Boston to Orlando. Awesome. Okay. So what are your trip dates? So we are flying in on Sunday, September 8th, and then we fly home on Saturday, September 14th. Okay. And how did you pick those dates? So mostly it was crowd-based. Um, we went, so we went last November and I knew I wanted to kind of squeak out two trips this year. And so we upgraded to annual passes last time I was there. Okay. Um, that was a way of me guaranteeing that I could force my husband into a second trip. <laughs> <laughs> there was no going back once we did that. And so I knew I wanted to get one more trip out of them um, before late November. And um, I'm actually a Disney travel agent on the side and I work with um, 
the Air Guest Vacations. And so I'm up to date with who's traveling, when, what dates are popular and uh, what the new trends are. And October and November are starting to get very busy yeah. at, at Walt Disney World. You know, fall is such a fun time to be there. The weather is more mild and, you know, there's a lot going on with different festivals. Um, but I wanted to try to avoid those crowds. So that's why we settled on September. And of course, my daughter's not in school yet. So school dates weren't an issue. Um, so it was mostly crowd based. I'm hoping that it's well, I know it's going to be hot. <laughs> so I'm hoping that we can tolerate the heat. And um, I'm hoping that the crowds aren't too impacted by Hurricane Dorian. Because mm-hmm. um, I know a lot of my clients had to reschedule or postpone their trips for this week. So we'll just have to roll with it and, and see what the crowds are like. But um, yeah, our dates were mostly uh, crowd related. Okay. Now, where are you going to be staying? Oh, I'm very excited. We are staying at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort. Awesome. What kind of room do you have there? We have a lagoon view room with two queens. Okay. And mm-hmm. how did you pick that? So when when I was growing up, we used to stay off property when I was a lot younger. And then we started staying at the Epcot Resorts. And we just fell in love with that area. Mm-hmm. The Beach Club. And I personally love the boardwalk. I love that you can walk to Epcot and Hollywood Studios, and I just love that whole atmosphere. I've actually never stayed at one of the Magic Kingdom resorts, and I really wanted to experience it, um, partially so that I can just know how to navigate the monorail system and know the amenities on on site and sort of get a feel so that I can help clients and describe that to clients. Um, And also just because of the phase of life we're in with a two-year-old, we're going to be spending more time in Magic Kingdom. So I was interested in staying at a monorail resort. So we went with the Grand Floridian, although we are actually doing our last night, just one night at um, Disney's Contemporary Resort. Okay. I have never stayed at the Contemporary Resort. And to be completely honest, the theme doesn't really appeal to me. Um, or outdated my 70s doesn't <laughs> appeal to you? Yeah, I don't know. We're not like super modern concrete hotel people. Uh-huh. Shocking. Uh-huh. Um, but people rave about it. I mean, like true Disney fans love the Contemporary Resort. And so I just I wanted to know what it was all about, you know, and I, I don't know that I'd ever book a full week there just because uh-huh. It doesn't appeal to me in that way, but I wanted to do one night to see what what the fuss was about (laughs) and if it's worth, I know it's walking distance to Magic Kingdom. So that's, you know, the big pull. Um, They're actually building a walking bridge from the Grand Floridian to Magic Kingdom, but it won't be finished by our trip dates. I'm a little bummed about that. Yeah. But um, so I'm excited for that in the future. But um, yeah, so I just wanted to experience the contemporary. So we're doing that on our just one night, Friday to Saturday Um, I'm a little worried that it'll be more hassle than it's worth to switch hotel rooms, but hopefully it'll work out and we can experience that. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Yeah. So we stayed at the Contemporary on our trip last, uh, this past December mm -hmm. and um, with two young kids, it was, it was the same thing. It was, we just wanted to be walking distance to Magic Kingdom and Mm -hmm. uh, the Contemporary, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, especially when you walk into the lobby, the lobby is very pretty, but the rest of the resort, it just feels like something that was contemporary when it was built, however many years ago it was built, (laughs) which now means it's past. It's not, yeah, it's retro. (laughs) They should just change the the name of it to retro. Um, And so, yes, the theming has, there's absolutely nothing remotely appealing about it to me. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I said, you know, well, we'll stay here one time, but, you know, we really want to stay 
all different places on property. We really, you know, we want to get to try all these different resorts. You want to guess where we're staying when we go back in February? Are you going back to the contemporary? We are going back to the contemporary. (laughs) Yes, we are. People absolutely love it. And so I need, I got to know what the fuss is about. I had to stay there at least one night. So we'll see. Hopefully one night gives me the taste of it. Exactly. Yeah. I think that'll kind of let you see, you know, what Mm -hmm. is the location and the theming and the dining. Like you'll get to kind of get that quick overview. So I'll be curious to Mm -hmm. see what your impression is, especially after Grand Floridian. So you'll be comparing it all to Grand Floridian. So I think that'll be really interesting. So, okay. Awesome. So um, you guys have annual passes, so you didn't have to, you know, pick a certain number of days and really try to like, you know, maximize those days or anything. So tell me a little bit about um, how you decided as you're making your, you know, plan for every morning, how did you Uh decide to allocate your time between the different parks? So I knew that we wanted to spend a few days in Magic Kingdom just because we're nearby. There's so much for my daughter to do at the phase that she's in. And so we do have um, two or three days mornings at Magic Kingdom, I believe. And then I actually, even before kids, have always been a fan of the midday break. Uh-huh. I I tend to get overstimulated at the parks and usually around one or two o'clock, I'm just done with it by then. I need a break. I need to like go back to my room and freshen up and have some quiet time. Um, I love staying at the themed resorts because I just I like when your hotel feels like an oasis, you Mm -hmm. know, a step back from the parks in some ways. And so um, I kind of have every day I'm thinking we'll take a midday break, especially with a little one so that she can nap or it's going to be, you know, insanely hot. And so we can go to the pool and things like that. Um, And then beyond that, I love Animal Kingdom. Um, I just think it's such a beautiful park. And so we have a morning or a day planned in Animal Kingdom. We love Epcot, particularly the World Showcase. So we do have one morning planned in Epcot because we're going to do a character breakfast, but mostly we'll be at Epcot in the evenings. And then Hollywood Studios is actually my, if I had to choose, it would be my least favorite park. Mm -hmm. Um, And my husband loves it because he loves the thrill rides, but we're not really focusing on that this trip because because it is just the two of us, that's one of the negatives. You know, when you have grandparents with you, you can shove the kid into their hands and go ride whatever you want to ride. <laughs> but um, when it's just the two of you, you you have to ride by yourself. So I don't know how many of the thrill rides we'll be doing. We may do one or two a day, but that's not really a focus for us. So I actually don't have any mornings planned at Hollywood Studios, but we're going there one evening um, because I wanted, I've never seen Toy Story at night. And I've heard mm. that it's really pretty and much cooler in the evening. And so we have an evening planned at Hollywood Studios. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So while we are talking about Hollywood Studios, your least favorite park, which I mm-hmm. wholeheartedly <laughs> agree with, um, I'm sure there are still some things that you're excited about. So you there mentioned are. Toy Story at night. What are the other highlights you're most excited about? So I am not a Star Wars buff. I will put that right out there. Not a fan. Haven't really seen the movies. Um, but... I'm really excited to see Galaxy's Edge. First of all, I want to experience it myself so I can help clients navigate the area because I do have a lot of clients that are super excited about the new land and um, the new experiences that are there. So we actually have a reservation at Oga's Cantina for drinks. Um, I'm going to be mom of the year and bring my two-year-old to the bar at Hollywood Studios. Awesome. It's it's (laughs) okay at Disney. (laughs) No judgment. (laughs) And so... um, 
I booked that thinking that initially having a reservation would guarantee you entrance into the land, although it really hasn't been that busy. They haven't been using the boarding groups in order to access Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, not since the first day, it sounds like. Yeah, hopefully crowds won't be too bad. But um, so we do have Oka's Cantina Cantina booked. And although, like I said, I'm not really a Star Wars fan, I'm just excited to see that world because um, we've had I've had colleagues go and they just say it's completely immersive and unlike anything that Disney has done. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. Okay. Awesome. All right. So then Epcot, what are the things that you're most excited about for Epcot? I love Epcot and we absolutely love the World Showcase. And believe it or not, I have never been during food and wine. Ah. So I'm super excited to experience food and wine. Um, Usually we travel to Disney in the winter months, like between December and February. Mm-hmm. So we miss that every year. Um, sometimes I'll, I've been to the other festivals, but this will be my first time at Food and Wine. So I know we'll spend a little bit of time there in the morning because we're going to do a character breakfast, but um, we are actually arriving on the 8th, which is when a lot of things are closing in Future World in Epcot for oh, yeah. the renovations. I actually think they are closing officially on September 8th. Yeah. <laughs> so we're literally arriving for them to block everything off Mm -hmm. but um so I don't know that we'll spend a ton of time in future world but I think we're mostly looking forward to world showcase kind of walking around and um enjoying the booths at food and wine you mentioned you have a character breakfast that morning is that acro shoes or garden grill yes we are doing acro shoes okay so my my daughter is very lucky she'll be two in November and she's (laughs) going to go to Disney four times this year um because we went so we went last November with my parents And then they took her back in May, just the three of them, because they just couldn't resist some granddaughter time. And my parents were jealous that we wouldn't let them join us on this trip. So they decided they're taking her back in October. Okay. Yes. So anyways, the last time that they took her without us, um, they took her to um, Akershus. And it was probably the one moment where my husband and I had a little bit of FOMO, where mm. she was just so mesmerized by the princesses. We were like, how did we miss that? We want, <laughs> you know, we want to see it. Uh-huh. And so um, hopefully she'll still be into all the princesses. So we're going to do that as a breakfast. And I can't wait to see her reaction. Awesome. Okay. So then moving on to Animal Kingdom, which I agree is a very underrated park. It's one of my favorites as well. What are the highlights you are most excited about there? So I love Animal Kingdom. I just think it's so pretty. I like experiencing Animal Kingdom and walking around. Um, So I'm excited to do that. I think that my daughter, Arden, um, is going to love the animals there um, and doing the safari and things like that. And I, let's see, we have Fast Passes for Lion King. So I'm excited to experience that with her. I would watch Lion King three times in a row if I was allowed to, but my husband has not allowed me to do that thus far. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've gotten twice in a row with him, but not three times. So (laughs) definitely excited to see that. And then um, I think I will try to get my husband to ride Flight of Passage because he didn't get to ride it last time we were there. He actually got a little bit sick on the last day. And so he missed out on that. And so Mm -hmm. I'm excited for him to experience Flight of Passage because I just think it's a fun thing for him to do. Yeah. Awesome. Now, has your daughter seen the Lion King show before? Yes, she has. But we didn't have fast passes last time. You know, that's a show where 
it's easy to get in without a fast pass. And as an adult, I never used a fast pass for it because I was fine with sitting wherever. But with a one and a half year old, we were kind of towards the back because we were just the general seating. And so this time I grabbed a fast pass for it because I really want to sit up front with her so she can see everything. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So then the one that I expect you'll be spending most of your time at Magic Kingdom, what are your highlights you're most excited about there? Oh, gosh, I think everything. I mean, <laughs> how can you beat Magic Kingdom? I um, no, I'm excited about character meet and greets. And we'll see how she does with them. We did. We don't really do character meet and greets as adults. I know that it, you can. It's perfectly acceptable to do that at Disney as an adult, but Uh it just wasn't anything that we did in the last decade. And so I'm excited to experience that with her and see, you know, if she's into it, if she likes the princesses or last trip, she was terrified of, um, you know, like Mickey and, um, some of the other characters. And Mm -hmm. so we'll have to see if she likes Mickey this time around, but I think that'll be a lot of fun. And then I'm excited to do, Um, The aerial ride, she, it's funny, she doesn't necessarily know those movies yet, Mm -hmm. but she knows the characters from the parks. Ah. And so, like, I'll play a clip from The Little Mermaid and she's like, no, no. But (sighs) if I play a copy of, like, the ride or the um, aerial from a parade, she knows exactly who it is. That's too funny. (laughs) I'm like, you're a privileged child. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we'll do, you know, all those kind of classics that she has been um, asking for since she's been home. And last time we went, she was absolutely obsessed with the Tiki Room. Uh-huh. She constantly asks for that song and we play it in the car. We watch it on YouTube. So I think we'll have a lot of Tiki in our life on this trip. Nice. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned that you have reservations at Acker Shoes. Do you guys have the dining plan? We do not have the dining plan. Um, I was thinking about getting it. <laughs> The, the wonderful thing about planning is that it gives you all sorts of time to figure out what you want and look forward to things. But it also you're so tempted to add so much to your trip. Yeah. <laughs> and I see people just try to cram in everything that they've ever read about on the Internet. And then you just can't do it all in one trip. You have yeah. to kind of accept that if everyone's going to be happy and rested and, you know, not crappy, you have to sort of make time for things. So we don't have enough dining reservations to make the dining plan worth it. Yeah. Um, my daughter is not in a re- good restaurant phase. Mm-hmm. Some kids can sit at restaurants and she does not. We get like a good 20 minutes out of her and then she <laughs> wants to be up and running around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really tried to hold back on the dining reservations and we only have a couple throughout okay. the trip. What other reservations do you have? So we, the first night, or well, not the arrival. Yeah, actually the arrival night, we do have a reservation. We are eating at Via Napoli because I've never eaten there before. I've heard it's fantastic. And um, from what I've seen, it's loud and noisy and lots of action. So I'm hoping that is a good environment for a two-year-old. Yeah. And um, the next night we're eating at Boma, which was the one request that my husband made. Okay. We absolutely love Boma at Animal Kingdom Lodge. The food is outstanding. And I love the ambiance at Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's one of my favorite resorts um, to visit. Even if we're not staying there, we usually make a trip over there. Uh So that'll be a fun one. And um, I think the only other reservation we have is at uh, the Plaza restaurant in Magic Kingdom. We're doing a lunch there. Um, we were thinking about doing Be Our Guest, but it's funny when you pay out of pocket 
Clause is actually less expensive than quick service at Be Our Guest. Oh, yeah. And it's a table service restaurant. Uh-huh. And I think it's, uh, you know, one that flies under the radar. And so I'm excited to experience that. I haven't been there in years. So um, I think that might be a nice escape from the heat in the middle of the day. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Well, it's good. It sounds like you guys have a really good balance of, you know, a couple things that you have scheduled, but then also leaving yourself time to just see what do you all want to do? What is the two-year-old up for? So mm-hmm. I think that sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah, we're really looking forward to it. I, um, I I know that we have to pace ourselves and, you know, she wakes up early, so we're not going to have many late nights but um normally she's a pretty good stroller napper Mm -hmm. and you know so we'll see when she can hang and what she can roll with but i think we're just gonna have to play it by ear and we're on vacation so that's how it should be yeah exactly well and you know those early nights we've gone a couple times with the kids now and you know we will our last trip we had one fireworks night um, mm-hmm. but the rest of the, the rest of the nights, you know, we were tried to be back in the room by seven or seven thirty, right. And, you know, I know that, yeah, you know, we're missing some stuff in the parks and we're not getting to do all of the nighttime spectaculars, but I look at it as an investment in the next day. You are completely right. Yep. you you have to, <laughs> you have to put in, you have to invest in sleep and, and even if they're not sleeping, just. I mean, it's just sensory overload at that age, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. just need some time away from that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a that's a good way to just kind of, you know, make sure that the next day is going to be a positive one. Yep. I think it'll, you know, I think that it'll work out in the end. I think at the end of the day, you kind of have to enjoy the phases that your family's in. Yeah. We had a couple of years where we were kidless and we would go to Disney and we, you know, had a totally different experience, but now she's only going to be two years old once. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping we can experience that and just enjoy it for what it is. And I'm really looking forward to um, kind of just seeing it through her eyes and her excitement. Well, and you know, what's awesome is, you know, when you see her with that magical face, looking at the princesses, you and your husband can look at each other and say, oh, you know, (laughs) this is amazing. And she's only going to be two once. And this is great. And when she's having a temper tantrum and just like melting down, you can be like, thank goodness, she is only going to be two once. Exactly. Yep. I am wondering how many temper tantrums we're going to have, because I don't think she, you know, she's not quite old enough to explain why we have to get off the ride or why uh-huh. we can't do it again. And so I'm a little nervous for that, but we will roll with it. We're yeah. going to see what happens. And if we are that family, we're that family. Yep. And you'll have, you'll have some parents who give you the look, but you'll have yeah. other parents who will be like, oh, I've been there. I get it. I totally get yes. it. That's life, right? It doesn't stop at Disney. Exactly. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to talk to you when you get back and hear how it went. Well, I'm excited to, well, I'm excited to go on the trip. I'm not looking forward to being back yet, but I can't wait. And I guess I will eventually talk to you when I'm back in the real world. (laughs) Perfect. Well, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Bye, Rachel. Bye. Hey, Rachel, welcome back from your trip. Hi there. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm good, but I'm not totally readjusted to being back in the real world. (laughs) (laughs) We need some kind of like post-Disney reintegration program. I know. I don't even know what that would look like. Um, It's it's where you schedule another Disney trip. (laughs) 
that's totally where they get you too with the bounce back offer. Oh yeah, we did not sure. book a bounce back offer. That but shows I can some self control. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into your trip. So you guys were going to be there Sunday, September eighth through Saturday, September fourteenth. So tell me a little bit about your arrival day. How did that go? Um, our arrival day was really smooth. So we had a pretty early flight out of the Boston airport. The flight was great. And we arrived about um, 11 o'clock at um, Orlando airport and headed down to Magical Express. We had talked about going back and forth on whether or not we wanted to take Magical Express or if we wanted to take an Uber car seat from the airport. Mm-hmm. Um because last time we took Magical Express, it took a very long time, and our daughter had just sort of had it at that point, mm-hmm. and she kind of lost it on the bus. So we were going to call an Uber car seat, but we got there, and the line didn't look too bad, so we got in line, and I kind of let her run around and burn off some energy while we were waiting. So about 10 minutes later, start boarding the bus, and she had the most epic meltdown <laughs> <laughs> she has ever had. I mean, she was standing against the glass doors banging her head and screaming oh, no. and people were boarding the bus and I'm like hey we're gonna be on the bus with you like, <laughs> in just a few minutes don't, don't laugh too hard and everyone was so understanding but it was a pretty epic meltdown and we were a little terrified about what we had gotten ourselves into for the week uh-huh. um but she was just overtired I mean we had gotten her up at 5 30 and luckily when we got on the bus she went right to sleep oh, so she good. did not continue on the bus Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, but that, so that, okay, that part was a little rough, but we, we handled it. And the, um, the magical express was great. We were the third stop, which you always hate to hear, but it actually worked out well since she was asleep. Yeah. Um, we were staying at the Grand Floridian and first they stopped at Fort Wilderness and then the Polynesian and then the Grand Floridian. So we got to our resort about 1245, which, um, you know, in, in magical express world is not too bad. Right. I mean, it probably took us about an hour and a half the whole trip. Okay. Um, so we got to the resort and the room was re- ready, which was great. And we were staying in a Lagoon View room and I had put in a few requests because there are a few Lagoon View rooms that have Magic Kingdom views. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited because they um, said they were able to accommodate the requests and we got a room in Boca Chica and we walked in and it was just the most amazing view of the castle and you know the whole lagoon and it was awesome so that was a really nice treat to have that as soon as we checked in so we were excited about that so um it was pretty hot that day the the beginning of our trip was the hottest and then it sort of the temperatures went down throughout the trip and so we kind of just relaxed in the room for a little while we um had lunch at Gasparilla Island Grill which is the quick service at Grand Floridian and um, our groceries were delivered around um, two o'clock or two 30. And we had actually, um, you know, surviving with the two-year-old, we had had wine and beer delivered (laughs) with our groceries. Uh And, um, and so you have to be present to sign for that because they ID you. Mm. So I knew I needed to be at the resort when that was delivered, but that was easy. And they, you know, brighter right there. And then um, the, Bell Services brought it to our room and all that. So that that part was easy. And um, what service did you use to get the groceries delivered? We used Instacart. Okay. Mm-hmm, through Publix. Okay. So I had compared a bunch of different um, services. I know a lot of people use Garden Grocer. Um, Garden Grocer is great, but their prices are, I found to be a little bit higher unless mm-hmm. you order really far in advance and they give you a discount. 
Um, but we just didn't do that. So we did um, Instacart and um, it worked out well. I mean, you know, they text you updates throughout the whole day and the driver was great and we got everything that we ordered. So awesome. it worked out perfectly. Okay. Yeah. So we, um, so we got everything situated. We, um, we had actually requested a real crib for the room. You can ask for a crib or a pack and play and they only have a number of real cribs that you can get, but they were able to get us one, which I was pretty excited about that as well. My daughter's almost two. So I feel like when they're babies, a pack and play works, you know, but when they're older, I really was hoping she'd have a mattress Mm -hmm. because we were really hoping she would sleep on this trip. Yeah. Um, Last trip, she was up like all night, every night, which is tough on mom and dad. Yeah. So um, yeah, so the real crib was great. And then I was probably the most annoying check-in client ever because I also requested um, a microwave for the room, um, which is something that they can't honor or they can't necessarily guarantee, but they will try and they were able to do that. So they gave us a microwave for the room, which was great because my husband's a really healthy eater, which can be challenging at Disney. So Mm -hmm. we did like all the breakfasts and things like that in the room and he was able to just use the microwave to make like eggs and stuff like that. So okay. Yeah. So that ended up working out perfectly. Um, Like I said, we probably seemed high maintenance but um the staff at the grand floridian are so nice the woman that checked me in called later to see how we were doing and she had remembered what our plans were going to be for that day and i was really impressed by just the service of all the staff there which was nice awesome so that night we um had a reservation at viennapoli in epcot and so we which was at 5 15 so we headed over to epcot and this was the first time that we had stayed ever at a monorail resort and you have to transfer monorails Uh from the, you know, the resort loop. And then you get off at the TTC and you take the Epcot monorail from the ticket and transportation center. And I don't know, I just didn't anticipate what a hassle that is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think we also timed it wrong because the rest of this trip, we had great experience with the monorail. They, they came relatively quickly and they were enjoyable, but (laughs) this first visit, it took, forever for the first monorail to come and then we had to transfer and then it took forever about I mean I'm talking 15 or 20 minutes for the next monorail to come mm. while we were at the TTC and then when it did come it was like unair conditioned oh. for whatever reason and it was about 96 degrees out and oh. so it was miserable and we and then of course this was my poor planning I don't know what I was thinking but um you know Via Napoli is in the back of Epcot. It's literally as far as you can get from Uh where the monorail drops you off. So I think I had planned that we would have a little bit more time before dinner. I thought we'd be able to do, like I had a frozen fast pass and I had all these things that we'd hit along the way, but we basically got off that hot, long monorail ride and then had to (laughs) race to the back of the park. So that was, that wasn't great planning on my Mm. part but and you have to go through security twice yes yes you have to go through security twice so like our first experience with monorail we weren't (laughs) super impressed on being on the monorail resort especially just being so spoiled yeah and staying at the epcot resorts where Uh it's so easy to get to epcot um but i think that was just the learning curve you know what i mean Mm -hmm. once you kind of understand that i think it's fine but um that was one thing is I, I had planned nothing on this day, really, because I wanted it to be restful. And I think I, I should have p- picked an easier restaurant to get to because Via Napoli was just a little bit of a haul from yeah. the front of the park. Um, but that being said, it was great. We, we got to re- Via Napoli at, you know, in time for our reservation and um, they sat us right away. And they actually um, 
we asked for a booth with um, our daughter, which was a theme throughout the entire trip. (laughs) If we could get a booth, we asked for a booth because it's such an easier way to contain a two-year-old rather than a high chair. Um, Mm -hmm. I think some families have kids that just sit and are nice during dinner and (laughs) occupied. And my child is not. My child lasts about 10 minutes in the high chair. And then she just wants to be up and running around the restaurant. Uh So the booth was key because she could kind of stand up and we had activities for her and they brought crayons and I had a whole backpack of, you know, things for her to do. And so we actually had a really nice dinner. Um, you know, I got I got the sangria there and we got a pizza with um, like prosciutto and arugula and sausage and it was fantastic. So that was a it, it ended up being a really fun night. It was just a little bit of a eye opening experience to get all the way to be in Athelene. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a dinner that you earned. Yeah. 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 And a drink that we earned. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so dinner was great and the service was great. Afterwards, we, um, you know, I had moved the frozen fast fast that we just did not have time to get to and I, or I had canceled it and I was trying my hardest to find another one, but I just couldn't find another one for later in the evening. Mm-hmm. So we just ended up taking it easy. We, you know, my daughter was in the stroller. We kind of walked back through the World Showcase. I got a pomegranate beer from one of the food and wine booths, which was really good. It did not taste like beer, though. It tasted like carbonated wine. Okay. So, which was different, but it was good. And then we went into La Cava del Tequila in Mexico for mm-hmm. margaritas, which is always fantastic. And I sound like parent of the year right now with all of these cocktails, but (laughs) it had been a long travel day. Right. Yeah. And um, my daughter's obsessed with Coco. So she was Mm. loving. They had like these little Miguel dolls and um, Dante dolls. And she was playing with all the, you know, the things in the marketplace. So um, that was pretty much it for the night. We made our way back to the resort that evening. And um, unfortunately, being from Boston, I married a Patriots fan. (laughs) Don't hate me, everyone out there. I'm not a Patriots fan, just my husband. But um, the Patriots game was on. So we ended up, you know, watching the game. And my daughter was kind of past her point at that time. So we put her to bed. And having that Magic Kingdom view was awesome because we had fireworks that night. And we watched the electrical parade. What's mm-hmm. that called? The electrical water pageant. Water pageant, yeah. Which is interesting. I, I don't know why it exists. <laughs> I'm so confused it's, by it. You know what? It would be so cute if they updated the music. Mm. <laughs> the music is like an old school like video game or something. It is, yeah. <laughs> but um, the lights were cute and they're kind of like Christmas lights. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? But the music was interesting. I don't know why they don't update the music. Um, but that was really cute and a novelty our first night. I probably will have a different opinion on it when you get to our last <laughs> night. Um, um, but the first night it was really cute mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, so that was our first day. Okay. Awesome. So your first full day in the park that next day on the ninth, what did you do that day? So Monday was our animal kingdom day. Um, we woke up, my daughter wakes up around six thirty, and it was still dark, which was so weird for us in Massachusetts. It gets light a lot earlier, mm-hmm. but it was nice. Magic kingdom was all lit up because they have insane hours now and we're, mm-hmm. you know, they're open at 7 a.m., but it was all lit up still. And so we had breakfast in the room um, and then we made it out of the room by eight o'clock, um, which I thought was, pre- was pretty good with the kid. It really yeah. is hard to get out the door with a child. Yes. But and a husband who has no, you know, inkling to get to the park early or mm-hmm. no motivation. But um, 
So we, we made it down to the bus stop. We waited just about two or three minutes for a bus. We kind of timed that well. And then um, the bus ride took about 20 minutes to get to Animal Kingdom. Um, one of the things that I find is that we love to talk to people at Disney. Everyone's so friendly. And they're just like in a place where they're happy and they want to meet people. So we ended up talking to this family who um, the husband is a police officer and my husband's a police officer and they both work down south. So we were like bonding with them. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked so much with them that we got off the bus and started heading into the park. And my husband realized he had left our backpack on the oh, bus. No. <laughs> so I sprinted back to the bus and it was already gone. And so <laughs> that was how we started day one. Um, but I'm the most forgetful person in the world. So I was not mad at all because it really could have just as easily been me. Yeah. Um, We're just, I guess, not used to carrying all that stuff yet. But Mm -hmm. um, we luckily, we had our phones, we had our wallets, and we had our camera. I had like a little personal bag with me and then Mm -hmm. we had the stroller. But um, everything else was in the backpack, including diapers, which are pretty important (laughs) with a Uh two-year-old. So we tracked down a cast member and she was wonderful. She was like, well, I know the bus from the Grand is heading back to Magic Kingdom now. and But she kind of promised that she would single-handedly, like, contact that bus driver and find it. And mm-hmm. she's like, if I have to go drive and get it myself, I'll do it. Aww. And she took down our cell phone number, which they're not really supposed to do. And she said, go enjoy the park, and I will call you if I can find it and when I find it. And I was surprised. I was all ready to um, put, like, Disney has a very formalized lost and found system. Uh I don't know if you've ever lost anything in the parks, but they're pretty good about tracking things down, but it's like a process because it goes into this big database and they have to find it. And she was like, don't do that yet. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, don't start that ball rolling yet. Let me try to find it. And, um, so we headed into the park and we just said, you know what, if we have to buy diapers, we will. And, you know, snacks and all that kind of stuff. And um, we went to meet Mickey. And this was about 9 a.m. at this point, um, which Mickey and Minnie start greeting um, guests at 9 o'clock in the morning, uh-huh. or they, they do at this time of year, even though the park was open at 7. And so we were some of the first in line, and it was about a 10, maybe a 10 to 15-minute wait. And it seems like an odd first choice, but my daughter had been asking for Mickey since we arrived Aww. at Disney World. It was actually cute when we got to the Grand Floridian she was running around, like, turning every corner, thinking he was going to be in that room. <laughs> I mean, I, we got into our hotel room, and she was like, Mickey? Mickey? <laughs> I mean, she would, like, go off the elevator and think he was going to be standing there. And I was, I kind of felt like I was disappointing her because we, cu- we couldn't see Mickey at Epcot the day before because they had – actually, it was um, September 8th. They closed oh. the Mickey meet and greet literally that day. So uh-huh. – we couldn't have met him the first day we arrived. So I was like, I'm going to get this kid to Mickey. It's all she's asking for. <laughs> um, so we go to meet Mickey and she was terrified of him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, she wasn't terrified. She didn't cry or anything, but she was a little bit shy and she just did not know what to think. So we have a few really cute pictures of her, you know, leaning as far away from Mickey as possible <laughs> in the photos. But And then, of course, we walk out and literally – you know, feet hit the pavement outside and she says, more, more. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the, that was pretty much the theme of the trip was more. Um, But that was really fun. And it's nice the waiting, the cues and the air conditioning (laughs) to meet Mickey. So that's always a a plus. Yeah. So then we headed over to Africa because we had an early fast pass for a safari, which those are always fun. We saw a lot of animals. Um, 
and it was just fun pointing out everything to Arden. She was able to see everything and get excited about it. And we saw giraffes, I mean, that were about five to six feet from the vehicle, which I've never seen them that close. And we had a rhino that was that close as well. I've never seen the rhino like up and walking around. So it was a fun um, safari experience. And while we were on the safari, um, the cast member called us and said that she had the backpack. Oh, good. Yep. So she had found it and she said she'd bring it to the front of the park with guest services and we could just go pick it up whenever we were ready to do that. So that was a huge relief because yeah. it was about time for a diaper change. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so when we got off the safari, my husband um, ran to the front to get the backpack. And since we were right in that area, I took my daughter on the Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail, uh-huh. um, which, you know, she so she'll be two in um, like two months, I guess. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, she's still little, but she really didn't want to be held or in the stroller the whole time. She wanted to be walking and running around. Mm -hmm. So that was perfect. We didn't bring the stroller with us and she walked the whole exploration trail and it was a great way to her take some energy out. Um, Some of the animals were kind of beyond her. They were like a little too small for her to notice Mm -hmm. because there's like birds and there's like a reptile house, but she loved the hippo viewing area. Oh, cool. Um, I didn't realize I, I had, I don't think I've done that before. I thought it was just gorillas, but there's, Mm about five or six animal exhibits you see before you get to the gorillas and so we looked at a few of those but the hippo viewing area was really cool you can see underwater and um you know actually he went up to like take a breath while he was sleeping and she thought that was just crazy because I don't think she realized it was alive until it went to take a breath (laughs) or that it was real yeah and then um the gorillas at the end were great they have um two younger ones that were like wrestling and you know throwing things at each other and it was just hysterical so um she really yeah she really enjoyed that um so about this time it was starting to get hot this was probably our hottest day and um it was about i don't know 10 10 30 at this point and so we kind of just hung out my husband joined us again and we kind of just hung out at um in africa at the dawa bar Mm -hmm. um it wasn't open yet but there's like an area that's kind of shaded and there's seating and they had ice water stations set up Mm. so we just kind of grabbed water and we um you know gave arden a snack and we listened to they always have drummers in that area Uh uh-huh and it was just like a nice break. We had a fast pass for the Lion King show at 11. And we kind of just took a time out and we thought we'd head over to the Lion King show closer to 11 o'clock. We, in hindsight, should have lined up a little bit early because the line, the fast pass line for the Lion King show was insane. It shocks me how early and quickly it builds. Insane, Rachel. Like, I could not believe it. This is an attraction that I've actually never had a fast pass for. We always go standby. And you don't sit in the front, you know what I mean? But at least you typically get in. Mm-hmm. It was insane how long this line was. I mean, it was past the Dawa bar. It was mm-hmm. almost all the way to, like, the safaris area. And you get there and you're like, is this for the fast pass mm-hmm. and half the people in line didn't realize it was for the fast pass and then oh. half the people walked to the front and they don't realize oh i have to go back to the mm-hmm. back of the line and the line was in full sun oh. and it was like you know 10 to 11 it was very hot so my husband was a trooper and he like waited in line and i kind of brought arden off to the side my child is like has hair 
whiter than snow and, you know, very pale. So we were kind of playing in one of the shops while he was waiting in line because it, it took us, you know, a good like 20 minutes in line. Yeah. Um, they, they need to build a queue, I guess, for the fast pass line because yeah. everybody in the fast pass line is guaranteed a seat, mm-hmm. but there's no place for that line to build, I yeah. guess. Um, so that was like a little bit. I, my husband doesn't love that show. So I think he was not happy to have to wait in line for uh-huh. it with the fast pass, but we got in, we got a wonderful seat and she just absolutely loved the show. Oh, so good. that was a great experience. I don't know how you can't, I don't know who doesn't like that show because it's, I just think it's so wonderful. I always tear up during the, um, can you feel the love tonight with the dancers? Mm. I just think it's such a pretty song. We have not been able to see that whole thing because when we, we took my daughter when we went, um, when she was three and a half and Mm -hmm. we didn't know until we got to Disney world that she is very noise sensitive. Oh, well that would be challenging at Disney world. Uh Some of the shows are so loud. Yeah. She, I mean like four minutes into it, she's just holding her ears and sobbing saying it's too loud. It's too loud. And there's bright lights. And so we had to leave. Yeah. So it's on my, and so we now have like noise protection things for her. Mm -hmm. So it's on my list for next time because I know she'll love it as soon as it's not too loud. It is a must do for your next trip. Yeah. And um, yeah, the noise, we actually had those with us too, because there are a couple other attractions that we went to that I just thought, wow, it is turned up so loud mm-hmm. that I can't, I don't know. But um, yeah, that's one of my favorites. I just think it's such a great show. So much so that I went out to the little shop that's next to the Lion King and I bought, they sell a CD with the music from the show. Oh, it's like cool. the recording of the performers. Uh-huh. And my husband was like, why would you want that? (laughs) But I am the mom that like, I constantly have kids music playing in the car for my little one. And you need something different once in a while. Mm -hmm. And so I was so excited to get that. I thought that was a great souvenir. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So after Lion King, we, um, I knew that we were going to head over to Pandora because we had a fast pass for Navi river. And I, planned it that way because I wanted to have lunch at Satuli Canteen. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so few restaurants at Animal Kingdom that have air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Most of them are outdoors. Like I love, um, well, Restaurantosaurus, but I think Dinoland is so hot during yeah. the day because it's like pavement. And then um, I love, what's the barbecue place? Flame Tree. A blank now. Thank you. Yeah. Flame Tree Barbecue. Love the food there, but that's outdoor seating too. And I just knew we'd need a break. Yeah. So, um, we walked over to Satuli Canteen for lunch, and um, my daughter fell asleep in the stroller on the way there. No. So we actually walked in, and we um, we actually took a table right away. We just kind of sat down, and from the table I mobile ordered, there was a huge line for the regular food. But mm-hmm. I we snagged a table, we sat, we mobile ordered, and we it was ready in a few minutes. And I went up and got it, and we kind of avoided waiting in line. So that's a great tip for Satuli Canteen. I don't know if anyone else is like me, but I can never seem to get myself together to mobile order until I get to the place. Like, I just don't have that much forward thinking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I I don't really like to be on my phone all day in the parks. I feel like sometimes you have to be in the app to, like, make good use of your time. But I never remembered a mobile order in advance. But here, you know, it really wasn't too busy. So we just walked up, took a table, and then mobile ordered from our table. And it worked out perfectly. Nice. Um, Yeah, we both got salads. Or, you know, we got the bowls, but we we had the base of it was salad. And my husband got steak, and I got the tofu. Mm -hmm. And I think my husband thought the steak was just okay. 
but the tofu was incredible. I would recommend huh. that to anybody who's looking for like a different option. Mm-hmm. And if you're not on the dining plane, it's also one of the most affordable choices, uh-huh. but it was delicious. And we kind of just took our time there. We let Harden sleep as long as she could. And we waited essentially till she woke up to leave. Um, it really wasn't busy. So nobody seemed to take issue with the fact that we were kind of just camped out at a table. So yeah. it worked out really well because it was just a little bit of AC and rest and it gave her, you know, the energy for the next part of the day. Mm-hmm. So um, after she woke up, um, we rode Navi River, which was cute. And the fast pass line was really quick. I love that ride, but probably only with a fast pass. I don't, I don't think I'd wait, you know, 40 to 60 minutes for it. Yeah. Um, although there are not many rides that I would wait 40 to 60 minutes for. So my barometer is probably kind of low. I, I don't have any patience, but I think it's really cute with a fast pass. So we liked that. Um, I offered to let my husband ride Flight of Passage as like a rider swap. And mm-hmm. I would just kind of sit with Arden. But um, because last time we went, he didn't actually experience that because he got sick on the last day of our trip. Mm-hmm. But um, he was he was kind of just excited to do things that Arden can, could do and our yeah. daughter could do. And we had talked about that before the trip that, you know, we we're in this phase of life only for a short amount of time. So we wanted to just really enjoy where she is. And we actually didn't do any thrill rides while we were there. Um, so we missed that and we'll do that, you know, down the road in the future. Yeah. Um, so at that point it was about, it was afternoon and it was starting to get really hot. So we kind of called it a day and we decided to head out of the theme park and we hopped on a bus to go back to the resort um, we took Arden swimming at the quiet pool at the Grand Floridian. There are two pools there, which I think is pretty standard at, you know, deluxe resorts, but the quiet pool was wonderful. It has a huge zero entry area. Um, and it takes a long time for it to get deep. So there was a good, you know, 20 yards where she could kind of walk around and play. And I was not worried about it suddenly dropping off to get deeper. So that was wonderful for her. And then they have these teeny tiny like bubbling fountain features in the um, zero entry area. And they were like just the right size for her where uh-huh. she could play, but they weren't, you know, too big. And so that was really fun. We we enjoyed the pool and just kind of hanging out there. So about 3.30 or 4 o'clock, we got cleaned up because we had reservations at BOMA at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Okay. And um, we ended up taking – I talked to my husband like, do we want to take a – you know, an Uber or a minivan, or do we want to use Disney transportation? Because Disney doesn't offer, you know, direct resort to resort transportation. Right. But we decided to um, just hop on the monorail and we took the monorail to Magic Kingdom. And then we took a bus from Magic Kingdom to Animal Kingdom Lodge. And the whole process took about maybe a little bit less than an hour. It really wasn't that bad. We didn't wait very long for a bus. And I mean, that's how long it took us to get to Epcot the day before. So yeah. Yeah, that's the nice thing about being in those resorts that are adjacent to a park. Yes, yes. It makes it much easier to hop around. And I think as long as you approach it, like, knowing it's going to take you an hour and just having some patience, Mm -hmm. I don't think Disney transportation is that bad. We always have a good experience with it. I think you just have to say, you have to plan that it's going to take an hour. Um, I think when people go to Disney and that they're (laughs) constantly late for things, they don't realize how far apart things are on yeah. Disney property. It's huge. And so it, it does take a while, but um, it worked out really well for us. Awesome. We absolutely love Boma. <laughs> it was the one request that my husband made. He absolutely loves that restaurant. It's um a buffet and it's really good food. 
And we got there about 10 minutes before our reservation and Arden had fallen asleep again on the bus. And um, so we actually got there and I asked them if we could bring the stroller into the restaurant with us because she was sleeping, which is not really something they let you do at Disney because they would have strollers everywhere. Yeah. But they were nice enough to make an exception. I think they realized that if they woke a two-year-old, they would... (laughs) It would be bad for everyone in the situation, <laughs> not just us. And so they were so accommodating. They actually found us a booth or like half a booth. You know, one side was a booth. The other side was a chair. Uh-huh. And then um, they let us like roll the stroller in. And she slept about halfway through the meal. Oh, wow. And then she woke up and was able to kind of enjoy things with us. And it was it was so fantastic. So I was very appreciative of that. Oh, good. Um, yeah. So that was a great experience. The food was fantastic. And... I think Arden had more sugar than she's ever had in her life. (laughs) You know, it was a buffet. And so you want to just keep eating and eating because, you know, we're American. So that's what we do. Uh And um, so at the end, when she was starting to get a little squirmy, we tried to appease her by just giving her more and more desserts. Uh In my head, I was like, I don't know if this kid is going to be able to handle this much or what's going (laughs) to happen. But she took it like a champ, sugar and all. And um, it was great. It was just a fun experience. And then after it was still light out after the meal because we ate at 530. So we were done probably a little after 630. And um, so we explored the resort a little bit. We walked outside past the pool. And there's a little playground there for kids and um, a flamingo pond on property. And then there's animal outlook areas. And we went and saw giraffes and some of the antelope and other animals they have there. And it was just a really fun, quiet time. Mm hmm. I love Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's one of my favorite resorts. And even if we don't stay there, I love just making a trip there because mm. I think it's so pretty and it's just fun, a fun place to visit. So yeah. I think a lot of people don't do, you know, resort dining because it is a little bit of a pain to get to from one resort to another. But if you're looking for just like a down night and some good food, that's definitely one that I would recommend. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. After Boma, we took a bus back to Magic Kingdom and then we took the boat from Magic Kingdom to the Grand Floridian and that was enjoyable. So was your daughter awake for that boat ride? She was. She stayed awake for once. <laughs> she had gotten two naps. What did she think of it? She loved it. Yeah, she really she loved it. There were a bunch of kids. Other children on this Disney trip were was such a great way to keep her occupied because uh-huh. she was just, you know, she doesn't have any siblings or cousins yet. Mm. And so she was just fascinated by other kids playing with her. So we had fun, you know, meeting families on the boat. Awesome. Okay. So then um, what did you guys do on Tuesday? So Tuesday was our Magic Kingdom day, which was so much fun. It felt a little bit like, how did we not get this kid to Magic Kingdom sooner? Because she was (laughs) so excited to meet all the characters and she's old enough to know them by name you know she doesn't know her numbers or her colors yet but she knows a lot of the disney characters by name Mm -hmm. so she was really looking forward to it um we arrived at magic kingdom around 8 a.m and park opening was at 7 a.m because they've been doing the extra extra magic hours Uh um in september but it really wasn't busy we didn't make it to extra extra magic hours during the whole trip it was just too early you can't get a two-year-old to a park you know by six or seven a.m but um, we walked in um, about 8 a.m. and it, it was pleasant. We took a couple pictures on Main Street and um, in front of like the train station, even outside the park. And then we headed to Fantasyland. So um, we went first to Small World, which is, I know, a weird place to start. But 
once again, phase of life that we're in. Uh-huh. I absolutely love Small World. It's one of my favorites, like nostalgic rides. Uh-huh. And she loves it. Like she asks to watch it on YouTube all the time. Aww. And so <laughs> she loves Small World. And my um, my dad always sings her the song. So as soon as we walked on to the, like, the queue area, she was like, bop because she knows that he sings her that song so um that was really fun she loved it's a small world and that was a walk-on and then peter pan even at eight o'clock was only like a i think it was a five minute wait when we walked on to small world and it was a 10 minute wait when we came out okay um so that was a short wait and then we headed over to ride the voyage of the little mermaid with ariel Mm because she loves ariel Mm -hmm. and then we wanted to meet ariel in her Prado. So we rode the ride, which is exciting. And after every single ride that we got off, she would say, more, more, more. <laughs> and luckily she didn't throw fits. She just requested more. But, you know, we'd say that, you know, well, we're going to go do something else. And um, Ariel, the Voyage of the Little Mermaid was a walk-on and meeting Ariel was a was a walk-on. It was funny. I, I think the sign said five or 10 minutes. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, is it, you know, is it really going to be 10 minutes? And he's like, no, it's no weight at all and we walked in and we like walked in and I was like oh there's like she's right there I expected like six more cues and crazy twists and turns Uh but she was right in front of us and it was so cute my daughter was just totally starstruck and loved meeting her and it was a really sweet interaction um it was kind of funny because every single princess that we met throughout the trip she would like she had been talking about Ariel all day. And then when she'd meet Ariel, she would ask for Belle. Mm. <laughs> and then like she'd meet Cinderella and ask for, you know, Snow White. And uh-huh. it, was, it was like, no, no, no. <laughs> like we waited in line for this one. But um, that's okay. It's two-year-olds. So she loved that. And that was a lot of fun. Um, and then we headed over to Dumbo. And that was a walk-on as well. We actually rode it three times in a row <laughs> because there was no one waiting in line. Um you know, the first time we like got off and got back on and the, um, for the third ride, they didn't even make us get off. We just, oh, wow. they said, you know, if you want to stay on the ride, just stay seated and we'll start it <laughs> up again. So we did that. She actually got more and more and more. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, and at this point it was probably nine thirty, ten 10 o'clock. And it was, we were literally walking onto everything and the crowds were wonderful. Like fantasy land. I feel like no matter what the crowds are, it always feels busy and yeah. a little bit chaotic, but it really felt manageable. So that was great. But um, I think it was just a little bit sensory overload. So we decided to take a break and we actually popped into um, Pinocchio's Village House, which uh-huh. um, it wasn't open yet. They don't serve breakfast, but the doors you could go in, they just weren't serving. And we were the only people in there. We stacked a table. Um, by the windows that overlook Small World. And uh-huh. we got a snack out and just kind of let her run around the restaurant. I mean, run around our area yeah. and have a snack and have some water and kind of take a time out. And that was a great place. Like I would recommend that as a, like a little hideaway if you're looking for just some downtime for your little ones. Because um, they were totally fine with us being in there and just kind of taking a break. Yeah. Awesome. I was kind of moving and grabbing fast passes as we went because you just didn't need them for some of the rides. I had scheduled them really early in the day. Um, Now, granted, we weren't doing many like headliners, but you didn't really need them. But you could find fast passes for the exact time that you were searching. So like I searched and grabbed one for Winnie the Pooh and then we went on it, you know, two minutes later. And then after that, I grabbed one for Cinderella and Elena and we went and did that immediately. Mm. And um, that was fun. She thought Elena was Belle 
but I guess because they both have brown hair. And uh-huh. we, I don't know what Elena is. I'm not cool enough to like know the new princesses, <laughs> but um, that was fun. And she liked Cinderella. And then we wandered over to the teacups and my husband was like, let's see if she freaks out on the teacups. Uh (laughs) And I was like, really? Like, she's not even two. And that was his whole approach. Like, let's see what she does. Uh And so he took her on the teacups. I did not go. I struggle a little bit with vertigo. So I didn't want it. The teacups is not worth tempting vertigo in my book. I'm so Um, with you. Yeah, like there are rides I'll risk it on. Like I would ride Flight of Passage, but the teacups, I'm fine with being the videographer on uh-huh. the side. Um, so he took her on that and she loved it. Oh, like, good. <laughs> from the side of the ride, I could hear her going, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so cute. So that was like a fun little daddy-daughter moment for them. Fun. And um, yeah, so I mean, it was great. Everything was a walk-on. It was easy. We did as much as we wanted. We kind of stuck right in that area in Fantasyland just because that's was the most that she could do at that time. And at this point, it was about 10 to 11. And we had an 1105 lunch reservation at the plaza um, on Main Street. So we kind of made our way over there and checked in and asked for a booth again, because that is what's making our meals easier. Mm -hmm. And they were great. I mean, we said that we'd be willing to wait for a booth because, you know, it was only 11.05. Yeah. And they took my cell phone number and they said they would text us when the table was ready. And so we wandered over to like the hub area where the grassy area is. Uh And we saw the main street dancers were out on like the old fashioned car. And then we got some photo pass photographers. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by how many photo pass photographers they had in like the main areas of the magic kingdom. Mm -hmm. Some lately, I feel like there aren't as many photographers out, which kind of annoys me because people pay for the photographers and then, Sometimes it's hard to track them down, but yeah. they had a ton of them out on, on Main Street and like around the hub and around the square. So, oh, good. yeah, so we got a few photos there and then our table was like immediately ready. So we went in and had lunch. Um, we probably only waited five minutes and lunch was great. I mean, we had we ordered like a strawberry chicken salad and a club sandwich, you know, kind of basic food, but it was great. And we split the two of them and um then we got a milkshake, and at the plaza, the milkshakes are bottomless. Mm. So we only ordered one, and they had absolutely no problem with us sharing them, and we ordered three of them. Huh. And we probably would have ordered more, but we had a wiggly toddler. <laughs> so we couldn't pound more than three milkshakes in our seating, <laughs> but it was great. I mean, we and you can try a different milkshake each time, so that was really fun. We got like a mint chocolate chip and then a chocolate and then a cookies and cream milkshake. Mm. Um, I was really happy with that meal. It was very affordable for a sit-down meal, and uh-huh. it was it's that restaurant is so cute in there. Have you ever been in there? I haven't. It's very like vintage. Um, the wallpaper is kind of Victorian style, and it's just it's very small and quaint, but it's pretty. I would recommend it if anyone's looking for just a kind of a restful spot to grab a meal. It's cheaper than be our guest lunch by mm, far. And yeah. we had done that already as a family. So we wanted to try something new. And yeah, we really liked the plaza. So awesome. that was fun. Okay. And um, we had actually brought in like Lunchables and then those little uncrustable sandwiches and things like that for Arden. Mm-hmm. And they didn't mind us. That's what we gave her for lunch instead of buying her a kid's meal. And then we kind of, she ate, Like I ordered broccoli with my club sandwich and she ate some of the broccoli, but they didn't mind about that either. So if anyone has little ones, like my two-year-old 
will not even eat a kid's meal. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just way too much food for her. Yeah. And so we brought a Lunchable in and nobody said anything about it. So if you're looking to save a little bit of money, you can bring in, you know, food for toddlers and it doesn't seem to be a problem. Awesome. So after lunch, we walked out and the castle show was starting. So we kind of like wandered over and started to watch a little bit of that, which was fun. Uh-huh. But it was starting to get hot because this was about, you know, 12, 15, 12, 30. Mm. And we just decided to take um, our daughter back to the room to have a true room nap because mm-hmm. I, I think she just needed it at that point. Stroller naps are not the same no. as room naps. You know, like they're just not as restorative, even if they're an hour or more. Yeah. And so we decided to just kind of go back. I had some work to do. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a Disney travel agent on the side. So that that doesn't stop. And I, I still am like accessible to clients during my trip. Mm-hmm. And so I had some work to do. And my husband is super into fitness. So he wanted to work out, which I think is crazy. <laughs> but let him be happy in that way. Um, so he went and worked out at the gym um, at the resort. I did some work on my computer on our balcony and she took a nice like almost two hour room nap so that was yeah a nice little bit of quiet time um that is one thing that I would recommend about deluxe resorts like I they are a a step up up in price but when you have a napper it's so nice to have a balcony yeah um because when you're in a moderate resort or a value resort you only have the room and you really can't get away from this, you know, the sleeping child. And it was so nice to be able to step outside and, and, you know, have the lights on for two hours that day and not have to like sit in a quiet room. So people always say like, well, why do you want to stay at a deluxe resort? You're never in the room, but we really do go to the room for naps. And I'm a little bit of an introvert. So I like going back to the resort just to kind of take a break and, you know, recenter and get away from the chaos for a moment. So I 100%, I love staying at resorts that are a little bit quieter and we loved the grand for that it was really beautiful awesome so um let's see what do we do after that we after the nap we um oh we went back to the pool and we went back to the quiet pool just because it was such a perfect pool for her Mm -hmm. um and she actually met another little girl a three-year-old who is just absolutely enthralled by Arden and she was so cute she'd come over and take her by the hand and walk her around and she wanted to share all her toys with Arden and she was so sweet it was probably the most independence I've ever given my less than two-year-old in a pool Uh like I think she drank more pool water than she ever has (laughs) in her entire life because she kept falling (laughs) because she's not even two and this little girl can like swim and you know run and that kind of stuff but Arden had the time of her life and um, we ended up talking with the little girl's parents for like two or three hours we had so much fun with them so we kind of spent the afternoon there and we had plans to um, go to Disney Springs, but it was about five o'clock or five fifteen, And suddenly we realized we have to feed our toddler. Or we're going to have a huge meltdown. Uh-huh. So we, um, I took her back to the room to kind of get her cleaned up and showered and get all that chlorine off of her. And uh, my husband ran to Gasparilla's again and just got a side of mac and cheese. He didn't even get a full kid's meal. He just got the side because that's, was more than she could eat. Yeah. So we, and we had stuff in the room. We had like carrot sticks and, and hummus and snacks and stuff like that. So she ate dinner in the room as my husband and I got cleaned up. And then after dinner around six o'clock, we headed down to the bus stop to go to Disney Springs. Okay. So the bus to Disney Springs, they do not come as frequently mm. as the buses to the parks. Mm-hmm. So we did wait probably a good 
10 to 15 minutes for the bus. It, it wasn't awful, but we did wait a little while for the bus. And it's a long bus ride mm-hmm. from Magic Kingdom to Disney Springs or like the Magic Kingdom Resort. Yeah. But when we went, when we got there, we kind of walked around a little. We went to Raglan Road. It's the Irish restaurant that's there. Uh-huh. We love eating there normally, but um, we didn't think that since she had already eaten dinner, she would sit through a meal. So we just headed to like the outdoor area and we got um, grabbed a pint and kind of sat, you know, they have tables and chairs and stuff like that. And we decided to just do like quick service around Disney Springs and mm-hmm. kind of hop around. Um, I was excited to try things, but it ended up, it was pretty busy there. We wanted to try like polite pig because uh-huh. I've heard that's fantastic. The barbecue place, but the line was insane. Mm. It was out the door and they don't have mobile ordering. So we scratched that and we did, um, like street food from Morimoto Asia, which uh-huh. was good. We got like a spicy pork bowl and split it. And then we went to Deluxe Burger and we got a burger to split. And that was pretty good too. And um, we kind of just wandered around. There was live music that was playing at um, Art Smith's Homecoming. They had music outside and things like that. So there's just so much to do and look at there that we kind of just wandered around. And we were hoping that Arden would fall asleep. And of course, she did not, because that's what we were hoping that she would do. So she didn't do it. (laughs) And so um, by nine o'clock, she was still wide awake. And we decided to call it a night because, um, you know, that was way past her bedtime. So we took the bus back and she went to sleep and we watched the Halloween party fireworks from our room, which was really fun. Yeah, because those are later. They're at 1015. So Mm -hmm. we got back in time to watch those. And that was really fun. Nice. All right. So then that next day, Wednesday, what did you do that day? So Wednesday was our planned rest day for most of the day. I knew at this point my husband would start to be Disneyed out and my daughter would probably need a break. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of planned to have a pool day. We had an easy morning and kind of rested and had a slow breakfast. And then we got to the pool around nine o'clock. We went to the bigger pool. Mm-hmm. on this day and um at nine o'clock we had the pool to ourselves <laughs> like mm-hmm. there aren't that many families that wake up and head to the pool that early I guess yeah and um what did we do for lunch oh we actually got lunch again at Gasparilla Island Grill because the food was really good we got a made-to-order salad mm-hmm. where you can like pick your salad pick your veggies and pick your protein and they mix it right there in front of you uh-huh. which I love I hate like prepackaged sad salads but this was good and fresh and we were like had been at Disney long enough that we both wanted something healthy Mm -hmm. and um and then we got the blackened mahi sandwich which they're sort of known from there and it definitely lives up to the hype it was delicious awesome so that was really good we ate that by the pool my husband like went and got it and brought it back to the pool And then we, let's see, we let Arden take a nap in the room again this day. Mm -hmm. And then we headed to Hollywood Studios around three o'clock. Okay. So we had had like kind of a restful day up until three. And then our plan was to enjoy Hollywood Studios in the evening. I knew there wouldn't be that much for her to do there. And since we're not, my husband and I didn't really want to do the thrill rides. I didn't, I didn't think it would take a whole day. So, um, yeah, so we headed over around three and we went straight to voyage of the little mermaid okay which was fun arden loved that oh but yeah the show is great i know some people think it's a little dated but and it, it is but i still think it's cute for what it is and we always enjoy it so um so we saw that that was a walk-in and then we went over and met olaf which 
Um, my daughter loves Frozen and uh-huh. talks about Olaf and Sven all the time. <laughs> and we got in to meet Olaf and she was terrified. <laughs> and I don't blame her because while he is very cute, like human sized Olaf, the carrot nose and like mouth are huge. Yes. And, you know, and right in her face when I'm holding her. And um, it's a little terrifying. So Olaf was not so much of a hit. She didn't cry. She's just like, you know, cowering from him in all the photos. <laughs> uh-huh. And so um, so we met Olaf. And at that point, it was dinner time. And we realized, like, by this time, we had realized that our daughter did great. But we, she started to get fussy and get near meltdown when she needed a snack or a nap. And mm. if we fed her and kept her, you know, Full of munchies she was absolutely fine uh-huh. so we popped into abc commissary just because it was the closest location with air conditioning oh yeah it's like kind of around behind where you meet olaf you yeah. know um but there once again there's not many other restaurants with ac that are quick service in um, hollywood studios so we kind of just popped in there we had snacks for her and my husband and i got um they have like a veggie hummus appetizer there And we just got that to split and we each had a snack. He and I were planning on eating later on because I don't love the food at Hollywood Studios. I just think most of it is nothing special. So we had kind of talked that maybe we would head over to Epcot later in the evening and eat there. So we kind of just did, you know, a quick appetizer, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that was good. It was, you know, exactly what I needed to be (laughs) and needed it to be a break in the AC. And then we had a frozen sing-along fast pass for 5.30. So we kind of headed around and we walked in probably right at like 520, 5:25. Uh-huh. They actually told us we were late for the fast pass, but uh-huh. um, they let us in anyway. So uh-huh. we, we went to that and um, that was fun. I mean, my daughter loved it because she loves the songs and she loves the characters. And um, have, you, have you seen that show before? I have. And it's quite enjoyable, even for adults. Yes. So I've, I've seen it before and I always think they're funny. And I follow um, one of the main performers has kind of a following on Instagram. Is this Ben? Yes. Uh (laughs) So he is hysterical and I've seen him before, but he quite clearly had a lot of fans in the audience that were specifically there for him. And I don't know if he and his castmate had had some frozen beverages beforehand (laughs) or if they were just like hyped up about their fans in the audience, but they were like giddy, slap happy, almost overplayed. Huh? Like it was like you know how his like sense his humor is kind of goofy, overplayed. It was like over the top. Where I was a little bit like, you're kind of losing the show here. <laughs> Tone <Towing laughs> it down. Yeah, I don't know. It was a little over the top, which I was disappointed. But you could mm. tell he was having fun. So I think maybe I don't know. He just had a whole. The first like four rows were all people that were clearly knew him and were there specifically for him uh-huh. so I don't know it was interesting hmm. but my daughter still loved it and she was so excited you know when Elsa came out and the snow came down and all that so it was still what it needed to be okay oh, um I just thought yeah I thought it was interesting it was a little bit goofy but um yeah so that was fun and then let's see then we did Toy Story Mania because we had a fast pass for that okay. and we headed over, but at this point it still really wasn't busy and we did our Toy Story Mania and I hopped on the app and I asked my husband, I was like, do you want to do it again? Because mm-hmm. I, you know, found a fast pass for right now. And the other thing is we were looking for just two fast passes, which right. is easier to find more of when you're only looking for two. Yeah. 
but we actually decided, you know, we were fine. We didn't need to do it again. And we, um, at that point it was kind of hot. So we got our daughter, a Mickey head on the stick, mm-hmm. also known as Mickey premium ice cream bar. But uh-huh. in my family, we call it Mickey head on a stick. <laughs> That's a lot more, um, macabre. That's a little, <laughs> And she just loved it. Oh my gosh, she had chocolate all over her. And everyone <laughs> passing us was like, look at that little girl eating ice cream. And she was just having the time of her life. Um, we put a giant like drop cloth bib on her and let her go to town. <laughs> and it was great. We parked her right by the Slinky Dog Dash roller coaster mm-hmm. and Buzz Lightyear was greeting right next to us. So she was having fun just kind of like vegging and watching Buzz and the and the roller coaster go by. Um, so that was fun. We decided to walk through Star Wars land because like I said, I wanted to see it. So that I had an idea of what it was all about. It's huge. It's so much bigger than I thought it was going to be. Mm. Um, it's a lot of walking space, a lot of, you know, interactive elements. Um, I think Star Wars fans are really going to love it because yeah. it seems very authentic. Um, that being said, it didn't super appeal to me because I'm not a Star Wars fan. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a Star Wars fan? I'm like a, I'm like a medium Star Wars fan. Okay. Like I haven't even seen any of the movies. So mm. I was just completely lost. Uh-huh. The one thing that I really appreciated was I loved the cast costumes. Mm. They were really unique. And I thought Disney did that really well. But um, yeah. So another thing for another day. But we decided to cut our night short at Hollywood Studios and we decided to head over to Epcot and at this point it was probably about 6 30 7 o'clock and we decided actually to walk from Hollywood Studios to Epcot um we love that walk and like I said we absolutely love the Epcot Resort so uh-huh. we wanted to just see the boardwalk and see you know the beach club so we it's not a bad walk it's about a 15 to 20 minute walk and at this point it had cooled off a little bit mm, so yeah. it was actually a really enjoyable walk um and we got a beverage on the boardwalk. Uh-huh. There's a strong theme with our trip. <laughs> and, um, you know, there was like a magician performing on the boardwalk. So that was really fun. My daughter stopped and watched, you know, we watched that for a little bit. And then we made our way over to Epcot. And at this point, it was already almost it was probably about quarter to eight, eight o'clock. And Epcot closed at nine. OK, so we were just going in and trying to get as much done as we could and just kind of enjoy it. And um, I wanted to stay for Illuminations because I absolutely love Illuminations and I wanted to see it one last time before it goes away. Yeah. So we started in England. Actually, I had heard somewhere, I think I had read it online that Winnie the Pooh is meeting in England now. Uh We went into um, England and he is... Do you know the garden where, like, there's a band that sometimes performs back there? There's, uh-huh. like, tea gardens. And it's kind of hidden. I feel like no one ever goes back there. Yeah. But if you go all the way back to the very, very back of the tea garden, um, Winnie the Pooh is in, like, a back bedroom, basically, off the stores. And there were two people in line. So we got in line for that. And Arden was so excited. She kept saying, you know, poo, poo. And she kept asking if Eeyore was going to be in there because she Aww. really likes Eeyore. And we got in there and she was terrified. (laughs) Not terrified, but she didn't really want to have anything to do with Pooh. So we got like some, you know, tortured photos. Uh That's another theme of the trip. But it was cute. It was a very cute um, character meet and greet. And I think it's kind of an unknown, you know, meet and greet at this point. It wasn't even in the Times Guide or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So definitely recommend that if you have any 
fans of Winnie the Pooh in your family because he also meets at Magic Kingdom, but there's always an insane line there. Mm, And so this is a great way to see that character. Awesome. So we made our way towards Mexico and we stopped and we got her some churros, Ah. as much sugar as possible in this trip. Mm -hmm. And then we continued walking. We were, we we actually made it all the way around in the hour that we had there. Oh wow! We were kind of walking at full speed. Um, We weren't really going into the pavilions. We were kind of just enjoying the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, So we continued walking. I got a grapefruit beer in Germany because those, it's my absolute favorite. Uh Uh-huh. We kind of just kept walking and we hadn't had dinner at this point, but Jimmy Allen was singing at the Eat to the Beat concert in the American Pavilion. So that was really fun. He's a country artist that we like. Uh And um, I had known he was there, but I didn't think we were going to make it to Epcot. So I didn't really put it on our plans, but it was just one of those fun Epcot moments where you're there at the right time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You hear somebody you really like and we stopped and listened to the music and, um, there's an area, even if you don't have a seat for each of the beat, the American pavilion has like a ton of just room in front of it. You know, it's the largest pavilion at Epcot and there's picnic tables and things like that. So once again, we kind of let Arden run around and have fun and burn off some energy. And that Uh was a great way to spend some time. And then we made our way to Morocco and we actually ended up eating just at, not at a food and wine booth, but at the quick service location in Morocco. Uh Uh-huh. Because that's one of our favorites. I think it's called Tangerine Spice. And um, we always get the chicken and lamb combo plate. And Mm -hmm. it's just one meal, but it's more than enough food for two people. And we split it. And it was delicious. We ordered it at like 8.50. So I was kind of worried it was not going to be good. Uh (laughs) Because I was worried it was going to be the food that had been sitting there since 6 o'clock. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was fantastic. good. Yeah, exactly what we needed. And we literally finished it and illumination started and we watched them from Morocco. We it wasn't crowded. So we kind of just walked right up to the, you know, water's edge and found a great spot. And um, we were able to to see that show. So that was really fun. Nice. And this is a little bit crazy, but we had had such a negative experience with the monorail on our first visit to Epcot that we decided we didn't want to take the monorail. We walked out of Epcot and we got on a boat to Hollywood Studios, the friendship boats that run back and forth. And then Uh we took a bus from Hollywood Studios to the Grand Floridian, which took a while, but it was really enjoyable. We love the buses and we just like that area. And so I guess if you want to avoid the massive crowds walking from, you know, the back of the park in Epcot to the monorail, that's a way to do it. It probably took us about the same amount of time. It took us about an hour to get back to the resort that way. Yeah, but you spend less time waiting in line at least. Yeah, so it doesn't feel as painful. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it was about the monorail lines, but it just felt slightly painful to us. And the rest of the monorails that we rode had AC. So I think it was just that one that was particularly torturous. Yeah. But um, it really sticks out when they torture you with no AC. <laughs> so this, it was just a nice way to end the night. Like we, we walk back to the boardwalk. We, you know, quickly, I think there was a boat waiting and the boat does make stops. You know, it stops at the beach club and then it stops at the Swan and Dolphin and then it goes to Hollywood studios, but it's just a nice ride. And, yeah. um, and then it's a quick, the boat is not too far from the bus stop. Um, and Hollywood Studios was actually open until 10 oh. that night. And so there weren't like massive crowds of people exiting Hollywood Studios for the buses. Yeah. Um, so it's not like we were in line with the masses. We had mm-hmm. kind of a bus that was half empty on our way back to the resort. And it was just a, a nice, you know, less stressful way to get back in our book, I guess. Probably not in everyone's book. But yeah. Nice. Okay. 
All right. So then Thursday the 12th, what did you guys do that day? So Thursday morning, we planned to go to Epcot. We had a pre-park opening breakfast at Akershus. And um, well, it was an 820 and I didn't realize they had switched it, that the park actually opened at eight. So it was no longer a pre-park opening, but it was still, I think just because we went in the second week of October, crowds were not really an issue. So um, we wanted to avoid once again, the monorail. I don't know. Some people love the monorail, but it just wasn't really our thing. So we um, actually took an Uber car seat from the resort to Epcot. Uh-huh. And that was really easy. I, I thought about taking a minivan um, because of the experience, but it was about double the price and I yeah. just couldn't justify it in my head. So we called an Uber car seat. He had, you know, five-star reviews. It was a minivan that had, you know, a regular van, not a Minnie Mouse van. Right. And it had a car seat in it and there was room for the stroller and it, it worked out perfectly. So we left about um, seven 30 and we got to Epcot around seven 45 and they were letting people in to like the main area already, but then they, stopped them at a certain point under the Epcot ball. Okay. And um, we had a breakfast reservation. So they were allowing people who had breakfast reservations to kind of go around the rope and go all the way to where they were eating. And they did scan your band to make sure that you had a reservation. Okay. Um, So we headed over to Norway. And um, like I said, we had an 820 reservation, but they actually seated us right away at about eight o'clock. And in retrospect, I would not do that in the future again. Um, so we, we, it was wonderful. We walked right in and the way that it's set up is you meet Belle immediately. She's kind of standing in a separate area and you get to take a photo with her and then you're seated at your table. Mm-hmm. And my daughter just absolutely loved Belle. I Aww. got the whole price of PhotoPass was worth it for the one photo we got with Belle because uh-huh. it's adorable. And um, we were seated in the kind of the middle section of the restaurant and none of the princesses were out greeting yet, I think because it was like 8.05 uh-huh. or 8.10. So with little ones, I would actually recommend sitting at like 8.20 or 8.30 because mm-hmm. we got our breakfast. They brought over the hot food because it's, you know, a cold sort of, buffet and then they bring over a plate of hot food and family style and we had gotten our food we had started eating and we were about 20 to 25 minutes in which is her max sitting Mm -hmm. at a table Mm -hmm. and the princesses hadn't even come out yet so they all kind of walk out and they flourish and they walk past our table and they go to the far corner of the restaurant to start greeting tables Mm. and my not even two-year-old just did not understand why we couldn't go over to see them. And we had to wait for them to come to our table. So she had already learned at this point that we had to wait our turn. It was cute. Anytime we got in line, she'd say, turn, turn, because we had to wait our turn. So I kept telling her and she was doing it fine. She was like squirming, but, you know, waiting our turn. She kept repeating that. And um, then before any of the princesses got to our table, they announced that they were doing the princess promenade and um or like the princess processional or something yeah I don't know some sort of parade where they walk through the restaurant Mm -hmm. which was really cute and I was like okay I've literally been holding her back (laughs) physically holding her back she is doing this freaking princess parade (laughs) so we walked up there and I kind of had plans to hold her and walk around the restaurant because she's so little but then I realized there were no other parents up there and I was the only one so I sort of backed away I wasn't sure what to do and Snow White so sweet she like looked down and I think she realized that Arden was just too little to know where to go and so she grabbed Arden by the hand 
and Arden got to walk around the restaurant with Snow White. And our lives were just made. (laughs) She was so excited. My husband was like that stage mom where he got up and followed them around the entire restaurant with a video (laughs) camera. And it was just a wonderful, magical moment. So that was really fun. Um, After that, she had had it waiting her turn for the princesses. And... um, Snow White came over and she loved meeting her and then Cinderella came over and that was a wonderful experience and Aurora and Ariel had come out a little bit later and so they were probably a good 10 minutes away from our table and Arden just kind of lost it. She like threw herself on the ground. Luckily she was not making noise. It was a silent protest (laughs) but you know she's writhing on the floor and like absolutely losing it and I just couldn't contain her so I kind of just let her lay on the floor Uh and um Aurora I think noticed that and skipped a few tables and came directly to us and she scooped my daughter up in her arms and just like held her and Arden just clutched to Aurora for a good five minutes and it was really cute and I just so appreciate that um I mean I I certainly understand there were other children in the restaurant there were other families and so we were definitely doing our best to respect that even though our daughter was too young but I think it would have been a negative experience for everyone if my daughter had continued to you know have a meltdown so it was just nice they did it so quickly they came over they addressed her and they gave her a hug and Aurora actually like kind of pulled aside Ariel and Ariel came over and had a moment with Arden and then they went back to exactly where they were and they picked up and my husband and I packed up and left and we were done at that point. <laughs> but they kind of expedited the process for us. And um, it was really, I just so appreciated that because all the families around us um, were really sweet and they were excited that, you know, Arden was so happy to see the princesses. But yeah. so I, I don't know, I think it was worth it, but I would definitely say, you know, go with a little bit of caution if you're going with an under three-year-old because, mm-hmm. They only understand so much. Um, It was definitely worth it. And I think I would do it again. But I would request to be seated where the princesses start greeting. If you're going really early, like that's key. I would have done that at the hostess if I had known about that. And or ask to be seated once they're starting to greet in the restaurant. Because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I said, we kind of started early and it just it didn't work for us. But overall, it was a wonderful experience. Good. After breakfast, we had a fast pass for the Frozen ride, but the Anna and Elsa meet and greet was saying 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? Let's hop in there before the line gets long and meet Anna and Elsa. Well, that was a bait and switch because we were in there for a good 30 minutes waiting to meet Anna and Elsa. And at that point, she had had it waiting. And so luckily there were a lot of, you know, like little kids around us that were playing with her and entertaining her, which worked until we had just barely made it and then she was losing it the Mm. cast member was like handing her stickers and anything to appease her um but we made it we made it to the front and we went and met Anna and Elsa and she just absolutely loved them we have it on video Anna talks a million miles a minute you know (laughs) in that meet and greet she just talks talk 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 Uh and my daughter is just nodding nodding Mm -hmm. nodding and she'll say yes Yes. And she had no idea what Anna was saying, but it was a really cute experience. So I think I would definitely recommend that for, you know, little Frozen fans, but be aware that that wait can take a while. Yeah. So after that, we did the Frozen ride with a Fast Pass, and that was a walk on with the Fast Pass, thank goodness. And at that point, we kind of made our way out of um, the World Showcase just because 
it was time. You know, we had had a lot of princesses and a lot of patience. And um, so we kind of made our way towards future world. We did living with the land because I, I love that ride. Yeah. Oh, I do too. And um, Arden actually fell asleep on the boat. So it was kind of ideal. So we managed to get her out and put her in the stroller and she stayed asleep the entire time we walked out and on the monorail. And we actually got off at the TTC and walked over to the Poly because uh-huh. I wanted to try something different for lunch as quick service. Okay. And we grabbed lunch at Captain Cook's and it was terrible. Oh. <laughs> it was terrible. I don't know. I've heard from some people that it's good, but I went rogue and I didn't get the exact menu items that I had heard were good. Uh-huh. Like I've heard they have the, these coconut meatballs that are really good. Yeah. But it was so hot. I just, I didn't want meatballs. I wanted uh-huh. like a salad. So we got a salad and a pulled pork sandwich and we were going to split it and they were both terrible oh. I mean the salad was actually like a noodle salad and it was the flavors didn't work and it was horrible so I don't know I don't know if I would recommend doing that if you're not staying at the poly I don't think it's a worth a trip there for the quick service okay so after lunch we decided to walk over to the Grand Floridian it's not a bad walk at all and Arden was actually still asleep in the stroller oh wow she slept through this whole thing she took like a two-hour stroller nap it was insane (laughs) so um we walked over to the Grand and you know once again I did a little work and my husband worked out and kind of just enjoyed the resort and then when she woke up we popped into the pool again this is like our habit to Uh cool off um that was kind of what we did every day you know we were back out of the parks by 12 or one o'clock and we would head back to the parks around four o'clock every day. And it was just a way for us to stay cool and stay sane and kind of rest and regroup. And it worked really well for our family. So this was the kind of same kind of thing. We went to the pool, we got cleaned up and then we headed to the monorail at, uh, to go to magic kingdom around four o'clock. And that was actually not busy at all. I was expecting it to busy be busy because it was a non-party night Uh and there were three mickey's not so scary halloween parties during our trip Mm. so there were very few non-party days um but it really wasn't crowded so we headed to adventureland because we hadn't done that area yet and we did pirates of the caribbean and we did the tiki room which my my daughter actually loves the tiki room that's another one she likes to watch on youtube Uh over and over and over again we weren't really sure what we wanted to do for dinner, but we had kind of had it with bad quick service after um, Captain Cook's at the Poly. So uh-huh. we decided to make a sit-down reservation at Skipper Canteen. Okay. And I was able to snag it last minute. There were a bunch of different choices. Um, and so we had dinner at 530. Once again, we asked for a booth. Mm-hmm. And we asked for a room, one of the back two rooms. I would definitely recommend this for anyone who's going there. Have you ever eaten at Skipper Canteen? I have not. So it's different. I didn't love it the first time, but I've heard so many great reviews that we wanted to try it again. And um, there are three different rooms and they're very different themes. The front room is kind of like a mess hall feeling. Okay. And it feels very loud and very busy. It, it almost feels like a quick service mm. restaurant because it's a mess hall. But the back two rooms are like ornate, library mahogany walls and they're very quiet so we specifically asked for one of the back rooms and a booth and they were able to accommodate us and it wasn't even a wait it was about a five to ten minute wait okay um yeah so that was great and the food was fantastic my husband got like a steak salad and I think I got a salad and then I 
um, ordered an appetizer with it as my meal and it was the perfect amount of food and it was delicious. Um, so that was really great. And then we did, um, jungle cruise after skipper canteen, since we were in that zone and that, you know, theme and that was fun. And we decided it was time for a snack because it was still hot out at that point. So Mm -hmm. we had to get a dole whip, of course. We got a Dole Whip twist, and I we, I think that Adventureland is a little bit busy sometimes, especially that area right by Aladdin. Mm, so yeah. we actually grabbed it, and we crossed under the little passway, and we found two rocking chairs in Frontierland, and we enjoyed it there. And that oh, was great because it was nice and quiet. Nice. After that, I'm trying to think what we did. I think we rode Aladdin and, like, a couple other little rides like that. And then it was about um, 8.30, and the fireworks – the happily ever after fireworks were at nine and we were intending on staying for them, but we just kind of called it a night, which I know is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) No, most people don't leave, you know, 15 minutes before the fireworks, but we were lucky enough to have a fireworks view from our room Mm. and we just didn't really want to fight the crowds. And we had seen that before. So I guess, I don't know. We were privileged enough that we knew that we'd see it at some point. And so we just kind of called it a night and we headed to the boat and, Didn't have to fight any crowds to get on the boat and get back to our resort. And we watched the fireworks from our room, which was really nice. And that was actually our last night at the Grand Floridian. So it was kind of a nice way to end the evening. Oh, that's right. Okay. All right. So then um, that next day, Friday the 13th, was your last full day in the park. So what did you guys do that day? So Friday the 13th is very appropriate for this day. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a full moon, I think. Yes, yes. Um, So that was the day we were checking into the contemporary because I just really wanted to experience the contemporary so that I could understand the layout and help navigate, you know, help clients navigate the um, resort itself and really know if I liked it or not. And I did not like it. (laughs) (laughs) I did not like it at all. And so... (laughs) Um, that was a little bit unfortunate to spend our last day there, but I think it's just personal preference, but it really was not for us. Um, but anyways, that morning we kind of like got packed up. I had tried to do some of it the night before, but God, our stuff was just everywhere in the (laughs) room. You know, we tried to like eat all our (laughs) remaining food and get everything packed away. And I tried to have just one bag that we would use for that last night. Mm -hmm. And that failed miserably. Of course, (laughs) we had to rip through both bags when we got to the contemporary, but we got everything packed up and it was actually not too late. It was probably around 8.30 and we called Bell Services to bring our bags because Disney will transport your bags from one resort to another for uh-huh. you, which I had known. And I had not known that they don't necessarily do it quickly. Mm. They guarantee that your bags will arrive between 2 and 5 p.m. Hmm. So this is one of the reasons that I convinced my husband to go on these trips for professional development because I learned so much from my clients, (laughs) little things like that. And um, that was one of them. So uh, that's something to be aware of, because if I had known that I would have packed like a change of clothes and swimsuits just Mm. with us for our park day. But I hadn't. I put all that stuff in the bags and I didn't want to like unpack it all in front of the bellman right so we kind of just sent it off and hoped for the best and then we headed over to magic kingdom um so this was another great day it was quiet it was not busy we probably didn't get there until about nine o'clock after having packed everything up mm-hmm. we had a fast pass for tinkerbell which proved to be a good use of a fast pass because i think she had a 50 minute wait at oh, nine wow. o'clock um yeah it was even longer than the wait for mickey 
Um, and my daughter likes Tinkerbell. You know, she watches the movies and stuff like that. So she wanted to meet her. Um, that was a great experience. I will say Tinkerbell has the automatic cameras in mm-hmm. her little area. And those were not so great. Um, there was a good 90 seconds where my daughter was like posing and smiling and looking at the camera, which for a kid, 90 seconds is a long time. That's a lot. She was like good about it. She stood and smiled and stood still for like a good minute to 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. And the photo pass boxes caught none of it. Ugh. So they really only caught what you'd call candid moments. So that was fine. But I would definitely advise you to have your own camera out with Tinkerbell because I I caught it on my camera, but we don't have any of the photo pass photographer photos. And I just did it on my phone. Mm -hmm. But that was fun. I would just hope, I hope that they don't put those in more and more meet and greets. You know, I just read that they put them in the Anna and Elsa meet and greet. They did? Yes. Like since last week? Yeah. On September 14th. Oh my goodness, that yeah. is such a shame. And they put them in Mickey and Minnie in uh, Magic Kingdom has them now. Uh-huh. And I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of torn because I'll admit, with the best of intentions, the photo pass photographers are not all trained photographers. No. It seems like some of them had a camera shoved in their hand and they go to take <laughs> photos because some of them just turn out horribly. Yeah. And I it makes me laugh. But um but it's still they know when your child is looking and when yes. they're not looking. You yes. know what I mean? And and um, they're able to see that your kid's going in for a hug. And so they capture that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's just not the same with the boxes. So no. it's a shame that they did that. I, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess the moral of the story is memory maker's great, but I would also have a camera out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we kind of just like wandered around the hub and main street and got a few photos. We went into Tomorrowland cause we hadn't been to Tomorrowland at all. And we mm. rode the people mover, fun. which is a fun one. And everybody always talks about it being like easy to ride, but whenever I try to ride it, there's a line Yeah, and I don't want to wait in line. For that. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't ridden it in years and it was fun. You know what I mean? It was just a nice restful kind of ride. And, um, and then we rode Buzz Lightyear and we kind of made our way over to, um, I think we rode pirates again. We kind of were like hopping around and doing random things. And then we had lunch again at the plaza. Okay. <laughs> and that was a last minute thing where my husband, I asked him what he wanted to do for lunch. I was planning on just doing quick service um, within the parks. And he was like, you know what? That was really good. And it was fresh. And I want to see if we can beat our three milkshake. and my husband does not like disney and he was a trooper during this trip he was so positive and go with the flow and willing to do anything that i was like sure if you want to eat at the plaza we will eat at the plaza that works for me Mm -hmm. so we went back and it was great i ordered something different i got like a chicken bruschetta sandwich and it was delicious and we still only got to three milkshakes because (laughs) we have a toddler but next time hopefully we'll beat that total (laughs) gluttons um, but that was great. You know, same sort of experience. It was pretty easy to get a reservation there. Um, just another, another tip. I noticed there were a few people that were walking up as walk-ins and they were telling them that it was going to be a 30 to 45 minute wait as uh-huh. a walk-in. But if you went on the app, there were reservations for that moment or oh, like wow. within the next 20 minutes. Uh-huh. And it's just that the restaurants, they don't have the systems aren't synced. Like my Disney experience is separate Mm. from what the restaurants have. Uh So if anyone's out there, like pop into my Disney experience and there may be reservations when there aren't reservations for walk-ins. Yeah. That's a great tip. So, 
Um, at that point, we headed back to the resort and we were hoping our room was going to be ready and our bags would be there. The room was ready and the bags were not there yet. What so time was this? This was about probably about one o'clock, 1231 o'clock. So it was still way before they said the bags would be there. But I thought, why not call and see? You know, the Grand is close to the Contemporary. So I thought it might be one of the first stops that they Uh made. I think if you're transferring your bags from like the Grand Floridian to Animal Kingdom, you have to expect that it's going to take longer, obviously, because they just do it in one route. They don't run them continuously. I think they run all the bags for the day at one time. And so they weren't ready yet, but we got into our room and, um, yeah, we were just kind of like, I don't know. I don't like the ambiance of contemporary. I felt like I was in an airport hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's horrible because some people love it, but I just immediately was disappointed and didn't really feel like I was at Disney anymore. So I think for our family, it's not the right place, but I could see there are some people that don't want that in your face theming and they really appreciate just the walk like we did walk from Magic Kingdom to contemporary, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, um, that's a benefit for sure. But it just wasn't our thing. So my husband was tired and he decided to rest for a little while. And I, it was not hot this day, which was incredible. So I rushed my daughter back to Magic Kingdom and we staked out a spot for the Festival of Fantasy Parade. Oh, cool. Because she loves, has never seen it, but once again, watches it on YouTube. Uh And um, she loves the parade. And I wasn't expecting to do it because it's just so hot at two o'clock for a parade that I just didn't think we were going to make it. But we um, we headed into Liberty Square and we actually found a spot right in front of Sleepy Hollow, like where the bridge crosses over to the hub. And there uh-huh. was nobody there. And we probably only we only got there about 10 to 15 minutes before the parade. So that's a great spot if anybody's looking for a spot. Nice. Um, definitely less crowded than Main Street. Mm-hmm. And that was really fun. My husband ended up joining us halfway through the parade and we got to experience that. And then afterwards, we walk back to the resort so I guess this is a perk of staying at the contemporary like we walked there and back and there and back and it was no big deal yeah so that's that you couldn't do that if you were staying anywhere else um and at that point our bags did arrive that was about three three o'clock so that was pretty good it didn't take until five for us to get them um but I would expect if you were at a further resort it might take until five so it would be a good thing to plan for yeah um so we went to the pool because I wanted to experience the pool so I could talk about it with um some of my clients that stay there and once again I like I wasn't very impressed by the pool yeah the splash pad was like broken none of the things were splashing (laughs) like nothing like there was one splasher that was had a life jacket duct taped around it because it was clearly <laughs> broken and they didn't want anyone to touch it. And then the other ones, like one of them was working and the other one wasn't. And there were leaves everywhere, hmm. which I realize is like life, but you don't expect those things at Disney. Like right. normally it's just absolutely pristine everywhere yeah. you go. So that was, eh. and then I took her in the main pool and it's not a zero entry pool, which mm-hmm. is fine. Cause that's a, that's a newer thing, you know? And yeah. I think the contemporary pool is obviously much older, but it is a nice feature to have with, you know, young ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pool just looked dated to me. Like, I think it needs to be redone. Mm-hmm. It just looked a little bit worn and I don't know. So I was a little bit torn about our experience at the Contemporary. But, um, you know, for better or for worse, it, it was what it was. We um, we got quick service for my daughter at the um, Contempo Cafe uh-huh. there and let her eat in the room again because she eats at like five o'clock. And if she doesn't, she's 
hangry. So, (laughs) um, and we were kind of parked out at that point, I think just with the stress of switching resorts and then not really loving the contemporary, we were, didn't really feel like going to a theme park. So we headed over to Disney Springs Mm -hmm. and, um, that was really fun. We walked around, we popped into a few shops and then my daughter actually this time did fall asleep in the stroller and we had dinner inside Raglan road we're creatures of habit. What can I say? (laughs) We go back to the same places twice in one vacation, but we actually had dinner at Raglan road and it was outstanding. We both, I think had salmon salads and it was really good. And once again, they gave us a booth and my daughter slept in the booth the whole time, which was like a miracle on her last night. So yeah, it ended up being a nice quiet night. Um, she was up all night that night. Oh, all night like that was the full moon I think (laughs) all night I mean I don't I think that the other thing you might need to think about if you're considering a split stay is you know it takes her like a night to get adjusted to the new room like she Uh didn't sleep great the first night we stayed at the Grand and then at the Contemporary she was just horrible so that was a little rough that last night and then Saturday was just our checkout day so that was kind of the end of our trip was um our evening at Disney Springs okay Yeah, Saturday was um, easy. I don't like to plan a lot for the checkout day. I know some people go to the parks, but I find it stressful to be like knowing that I'm leaving that day. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't fully enjoy it. Especially when you have a flight to catch. Yeah, you have a flight to catch. You have to pack everything. I'm not by nature a super organized person. I have to work at it. (laughs) And when you pack for a family... I mean, you know, as a mom, you are the person that organizes everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. so um, it's just, it's a lot to organize. So I, we had a midday flight. Our flight was at 12 o'clock. And so that puts you at, on Magical Express about nine o'clock. And it's just enough time to kind of wake up, have time for breakfast and head out the door, which is exactly what we did. We did have a little bit of a snafu with Magical Express. We didn't get our information like you get your magical express departure information on your door the last night of your stay and Mm -hmm. we never got that Mm. and I didn't ask about it that night I waited until the morning to ask about it and that in retrospect was a mistake because we Uh. had a little bit of a hassle and they like weren't gonna put us on a bus and it was just not a great experience overall at the Mm. contemporary but um we did manage to make it on a bus and our flight was on time And our daughter does not like the Orlando airport because she (laughs) matched or overcame the tantrum she had on the arrival day, on the departure day. But gratefully, they were playing Coco at the airport, which calmed her down. Oh, good. They had a big TV screen with Coco playing. And then she slept the whole flight home, which was such a blessing. (laughs) Yes. And we were a little worried, but it ended up working out just fine. Nice. Well, good. I'm glad that you guys at least had some quiet on the flight home. Yes, that was wonderful. Awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about your trip as a whole. So looking back on the whole thing, did you learn anything on this trip that will make you do something differently on your next trip? I will never book a split stay again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some people love it. Like I, once again, I was I'm constantly talking with the other agents in my agency and comparing notes and some of them, it doesn't bother. But for me, and I think especially with kids, it just adds a level of stress to your trip that you don't need. And anything at Disney that takes extra time, like you just don't have a lot of time during the day. So even if you're saying it takes an extra hour to like work with Bell Services and then check in on your bags and then you have to wait for them to arrive, like all of those things just contribute to frustration. And so I think any way that you can have 
sort of less friction on a Disney trip because there's going to be friction no matter mm-hmm. what. But any way that you can make your trip a little bit easier, I would certainly say do that. And yeah. I, I don't think I'd ever book a split stay again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So based on this trip, what one tip would you give to a first timer? Hmm. A first timer. So I think it's so important with Disney to know the parks in advance, like study up and look at maps and, you know, look at attractions and know where things are, because that way you, you know, Disney requires you to plan a little bit in advance. You have to like book your fast passes and your dining, but you can change things like this trip. I think more than any trip I've taken taught me that you can roll with it at Disney and you can make it work. You just have to know what the options are to kind of make quick decisions on changes, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. And so like, I really, I would say this was our best Disney trip ever because we did exactly what we wanted to do as a family. And, you know, we did things my husband enjoyed. We did things that I love. We did things that specifically my two-year-old would like. Uh And if we weren't feeling it, we didn't do it. We changed it. You know, we canceled reservations or we switched restaurants or whatever it may be. We spend an extra hour by the pool. And so I think that's my tip is you have to really know the parks and know where things are to like pivot on a dime like that. And so um, knowing where things are and like what your options are will just make your trip smoother. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, do you have a return trip in mind for the future? No. (laughs) No, No, I don't. Right now um, we don't have a return. It's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) it makes the Disney depression even worse um I mean we'll definitely be back you know I I think my next trip will probably be an agent trip we do um retreats within the agency to sort of learn will we get resort tours and um we'll do cruise trip tours and things like that to make sure that we're on top of everything that's new Mm -hmm. but I don't know that we'll take a family trip in the next year or so we uh, just with the phase of life we're in, I don't know that that'll be the right timing for us. So probably two years away, I'm thinking maybe 2021 will be our next family trip. So I just have to listen to podcasts like yours to keep (laughs) pumping them out and to get me through. And I mean, that's one of the things I love about being, you know, a a travel agent is that I I get to help other people plan trip, which I'm sure you feel that with this podcast, you get to live vicariously through other people's joy, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Well, I'm glad you guys had so much fun. It was so nice to hear about your trip. Thank you. I'm so glad I got to talk with you about it and relive it. And um, it added a little bit of brightness to my post-Disney depression. But (laughs) I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, you have a good night. You too. All right. Bye. Big thanks to Rachel for coming on the show this week. Uh, Just a super quick reminder, be sure to submit any trips that you have coming up, especially in 2020. You can find the link to that in the show notes. Uh, Speaking of the show notes, be sure to check them out if you want some more info about some of the things that we discussed in this episode. That is it for this week. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at mouseandbackpod. Please rate this podcast or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, but most importantly, have an awesome week. Bye, everybody. Bye.